So, a Texas woman has been arrested for allegedly trying to purchase a child. Hold up. Wait, what? A child at Walmart for 500,000 US dollars because she wanted him. Now, I don't know if it's just me that feels this way, but I think if it was my parents and I was a child, or even if I was, you know, right now, I'd probably sold for that 500,000 because, god damn it, that's a lot of money. Even when you think about it any which way, that is actually a lot of money. That's half a million US dollars. In Kenya shillings, if I remove a bunch of variations here and there, that's about 55 million. And let's be very honest, 55 million is quite a bit of money. Ask anyone. You know, even billionaires think half a million US dollars is a lot. And to think that this woman felt like this was the worth of the kid, considering that a lot of us have a net worth of closer to zero or sometimes even a minus, this seems like a pretty good bargain when you think about it. Because if she was to recoup her investment, considering that this is in some way an investment, as most kids sort of are, then it would take her roughly about 25 to 30 years. Now, that's hoping that the kid doesn't get knocked down by a car, doesn't catch a disease and die, doesn't, you know, like fall off the rails or some shit, and actually does shit the way she wants and performs very, very well. And, you know, has access to multiple good opportunities and is very, very lucky. Because in a lot of cases, in as much as kids can be looked at as an investment, they usually don't pay off all that well. Like hell, there's some kids that end up becoming super successful, but end up becoming super rude to their parents and don't give back. And and yes, I know it's bad, but I'm just mentioning that they exist. So in one way or another, they don't count that well as an investment. But half a mil, half a mil, you can do quite a lot with half a mil. Although that said, I do understand that, you know, life is priceless and children are priceless as well. And I do not support, condone or tolerate the trafficking of children and or other people. I do not support, condone or tolerate human trafficking as well. But that said, I will state that maybe this woman wasn't one of the educated types and maybe she just had access to money and she didn't have access to, you know, a biology textbook or, you know, science knowledge and shit. And maybe because her parents told her when she asked where babies come from, they said the supermarket, she decided to go and get a baby from the supermarket. Like maybe that's something that she might have actually done. Like maybe she was doing that because that's how she knows babies come. Like you do not have to do anything like that's where you go and you get babies. So when you're ready to have a kid, you go and you get one from there. Of which if that was the case, then I'd probably be happy to tell her that children come from a point of pleasure. Like... Okay, maybe the man's pleasure, but, you know, she can have her pleasure as well. Although, then again, this wasn't a talk on pleasure. It was about child trafficking in one way or another. And I should probably get on to something that actually discusses some version of pleasure, which is this podcast, which I should have started by saying... Welcome to Breaktime on Westside, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who knows how to make babies for just zero cost, considering that all you need is two reproductive organs and some good semblance of sex. Like, y'all can be banging and as long as you enjoy it, you'll get that kid. With karma, with pre-cum. Man's just has to nut inside. He's a man who once believed that Bukaki was a Japanese form of martial arts. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denverby. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. If you don't know the drill, then I'm going to repeat it for you. If you know the drill, then you can sing it along with me because it almost sounds like a song. And it is quite simple. It's how you 
can get to push some idea, some ideology, some statements made on Twitter that happen to end up somewhere, you know, to the forefront. So we can break them down. And it goes like this. You see that tweet? You like that tweet? You want us to discuss that tweet? You send that tweet. You send it to the DMs of at D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. And I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. If it happens to be on Facebook or on IG and it was one of those screenshots, it was a screen grab, it ended up on a page or some shit, then you send it to at Bricktime on Westside on Facebook or at Bricktime on Westside on IG. The DMs are always open and I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. Now, I want to get into the tweets real quick, but before I get to that, I want to go back to the whole childbearing and, uh, you know, like getting a kid from somewhere story. Now, one option that I forgot to mention was actually having a surrogate get the kid for you, which is something that Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas did recently, and they welcomed a new baby actually a couple of days ago, or at least that's when the story was released, which was a couple of days ago. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me, but... I usually find it a bit tough when you think about the idea of someone having a kid on your behalf because there's really that bond that mother and child have like because of the womb and everything and you'd probably feel like someone would be a lot more pressed to want to keep the kid as opposed to giving it out but then again I guess you know the power of the dollar is a lot more powerful than than the power of of you know blood or at least that's how some people might see it because personally i don't think that i'd agree to like just give my seed out like i think to a certain degree that's why things like you know being a sperm donor or or you know just selling my nut seems a bit hard for me to do sometimes although then again this is something that you know a couple of rich people have decided to do uh and they've gotten surrogates to do it and you know those people are happy with say you know a bunch of money as opposed to keeping a kid because you know children are expensive and shit although i'm not gonna lie Whenever I look at this couple, I don't know, it gives me Jada and Will vibes to a certain extent. I don't know, Nick Jonas is always propping up Priyanka and you know, he's always like making her seem like this amazing woman, but it's not like Priyanka ever really does that much to, you know, make Nick Jonas look like he's this amazing guy. But anyways, that's just me. That one aside, let us move it on to the tweets. And before I get into the main set of tweets, there's this one particular tweet that I received from more than one fan and it was it was itching for me to discuss it was it was a story that was on the twitter page known as six brown chicks and it was a particularly interesting story that ended up circulating around the gram and shit and and considering that it was from twitter i will use this to be the starting point as i get into all the other tweets so on to our very first tweet of this episode i'm pregnant my boyfriend of three years doesn't want a baby. He's a physical trainer and said he loves me but he has sex with clients after workouts and says it's just a form of exercise with no emotions and he gets paid. He says if I'm too insecure I can go. Will the baby change him? So a couple of years back there was a time when I was just scrolling online and landed up on some page. I was busy looking for some caption images with like quotes and everything so that i could use for something i can't even remember what it was for but while i was busy scrolling through a couple of different pages i stumbled onto this one which had an additional link and the headline was i think 20 or i think it was 25 uh stories on women that chose to get pregnant so that they could keep their men or something of that sort i can't even remember what it was and 
I just decided to click on it out of curiosity. And the stories that I got from that, like, yo, like that shit was scary for me as a guy because I read stories and you hear babe saying, oh, I've been with my man for four years and and I really want to stay with him forever. I wouldn't want to see him with anyone else. And he doesn't know it, but I just removed my IUD and I want to make sure I get pregnant from him so that he stays. I've seen other ones where it's like, oh, you know, we've been fighting but I really love him and I wouldn't want him to leave. So I I made sure I've been having sex with him, especially when, when I'm not on my safe day so that we can get pregnant. Like I ended up reading like 20 very similar to this, but more or less slightly different stories on this entire thing. And I'm not going to lie. Like the more I read, the more scared I got because... At what point do you now decide as a babe, you know, I want to keep this man and I want to turn him into a father so that he can remain? Plus, what tells you that he's gonna even be a good father in the first place? Like, I find that shit extremely scary and to a certain degree, I even feel like it's quite sad that there's so many kids that are out here that existed not because two people came together and decided oh i want to have a kid or the both of them you know went and had an accident and you know like this baby was formed but because one woman decided or you know a couple of babes decided you know what i want to keep this man or i want to be with this man so i'm going to make sure i take his seed i turn it into a kid and he chooses to stay because he's a good caring person and you know he'd probably make a great father like that shit scares me to the core to a certain degree but anyways let me go back to the tweet and just break it down from the boyfriend's end honestly i feel like if you're going to be doing such a thing if you're in a profession that's putting you in such a situation especially after i watched a video on porn stars talking about their relationships and shit it's better to inform your partner beforehand so that you guys can make a conscious decision together because it's only cheating if your partner either knows about it and doesn't condone it or doesn't know about it and doesn't condone it. If they're okay with it, then it stops becoming a case of cheating and it becomes a case of a polyamorous relationship or just, you know, an open relationship. And if they're okay with that, then there's no problem. But now, like this guy clearly decided, you know what, I'm gonna start fucking my clients because, you know, it gets me more money and shit and he didn't inform his babe which I think is a very, very toxic, you know, trait to have as a guy. Then on top of that, now there's this babe. You think that you are going to have this man stay with you because you're pregnant. You think he's going to stop what he's doing because you're pregnant and because he's going to be a father. Like, what makes you so sure of that? Like, I've said on multiple episodes before, just because he makes a good boyfriend just because he makes a good husband does not mean that he will make a good father like that shit has been experienced time and time again and there's so many kids that have gone through trauma and there's so many adults that have gone through such shit and they will probably even tell you that for free just because they make a good boyfriend or husband does not mean that they will make a good father now if you think the baby will change him then i think you're stupidly wrong there's a chance it might but there's a very very high chance it might not Hell, the guy might even walk out and he might even skimp up on shit like child support. So if you think the possibility of him becoming a father, despite the repeated talks and him saying that he doesn't want a baby, is going to change him, then I think you're probably dumber than he is and you're probably just as toxic as he is. So in one way or another, 
I am sorry to say but the both of y'all deserve each other because clearly the both of you fucks are being too bloody toxic. Anyways, I don't wanna lose my shits on this entire thing so I will move it on. So on to our very next tweet. It's getting weird. I'm Gen X and I have a huge problem with how I am left carrying the weight for millennials. For example, I'm 42 and my daughter is 22. She decided a while ago she does not want any kids. She is actually getting a procedure for sterilization next year. But those souls needing to come into a family for ancestral or karmic reasons still need to be born. So I'm stuck birthing and raising two babies who should have been born to her but can't because she's too selfish to have kids. We joke about how my one and a half year old girl, her sibling, is actually hers but she just didn't want to have it. But deep down, it's not a joke. If she wasn't so selfish, I wouldn't have a toddler daughter right now. As in, I thought that I was getting done with the toxic bits with that first tweet. Now I'm stumbling upon this shit that ended up being sent from Facebook and then being posted up on Twitter as well. Fuck. Okay. Alright, alright. Now, it's a very unfortunate case that we hear of right now where you hear more and more people saying that they do not want kids. Now, if you're someone that's a bit more cultural, if you're someone that still believes in the ways of the old, then you know that kids are sort of like a must. And you will believe that your kids have to get other kids. And, you know, some of these people that believe in this are even against the idea of you getting a kid via adoption. So it's either you go and you produce your own kids or, you know, you produce your own kids. Like, it's not one nor the other. It's pretty much the same exact thing. So you find that a lot of people that feel differently to this usually get to loggerheads with such people because they're like, why can't I have a choice? And I'm, I'm going to speak for the for the people that believe in the in the more traditional ways and just say you know considering the fact that we're animals and all animals pretty much you know follow the path of, of nature where it's like you're born you grow and at some point in your prime you reproduce so that the next generation can have stronger genetics and you know be able to tackle challenges a lot better like we're the only subspecies or species uh that comes from like the animal kingdom that decides you know what we're not going to have kids we're the only animal species that decides you know what we're not going to have kids not because of circumstance but because we simply just don't want to have kids which i think is very interesting we are also the most intelligent species of animals that exists and you know maybe maybe dogs maybe cows maybe lions don't want to have kids but they just do it because nature you know instructs them to but that said on the other side of the table i do think that there is something to be said i think there's some people that genuinely don't want kids because they do not like the idea of it or they just know very well that they're not well equipped to be parents not in a bad way they just know that they won't have the mindset to be good parents which i think is a much more conscious decision than just having kids without thinking about it and then skimping on that role which if anything you are not supposed to skimp on like you're not trying to be a good mother you're pretty much just existing and your kid is just there like i think that one's a lot worse than someone who decides you know what let me just not have kids at all so in one way or another you know i can kind of understand where both sides are at and i do think that one is being toxic the toxic person is madam gen x who is already having kids on the daughter's behalf 
if 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 that's what you want to do to continue your family's legacy then you go do you but i think deep down it is still your daughter's choice whether she should have kids or she shouldn't have kids and you trying to take over that decision for yourself is is selfish in and of itself and a little bit toxic but anyways that said let us move it on so on to our very next tweet the women who have fallen for the lies of liberal feminism and hookup culture have pretty much ruined the dating pool for those of us who want legitimate monogamous relationships and commitment okay now if i was reading this or if i was discussing this maybe a year and a half ago or should i say like even just a year ago i probably would agree with this completely and talk about how feminism has messed blah 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 and blah 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 up and well to a certain degree you can't say that this is actually true because when you think about it liberal feminism came a lot with the discovery of the pill which actually did sort of give women the option of not just having sex procreationally but also recreationally and when you kind of think about it that did kind of spike up the idea of oh you know i can have sex and not really worry about getting a kid so i don't really have to think about marrying this guy or being with this guy long term yes which to a pretty huge degree might have been the one to spark up hookup culture although then again hookup culture is mostly sparked up by the idea that i can sleep with this person and leave and go sleep with someone else like the fact that we can just come together and we can fuck and we can move the hell on without really having to develop some sort of a special bond or waiting until we're married now can i blame that entirely on feminism not necessarily because i do think and i know for a fact that guys actually did also contribute to this in a major way and when you think about it guys actually are a pretty big part of the reason why hookup culture exists because guys are the ones that are most notoriously known for wanting to fuck this person and move on and moving on will include them going and banging someone else the following night or the following week or the following month like it's something that's two way like guys do it just as much as babes do although i will say that yes the pill and a lot of liberal feminism more so the idea of sexual liberation of women has actually accelerated this and pushed it a lot more than it probably should you know which does kind of mention how there's some people that put themselves in the whole phase yet they're not exactly built for it but that said if anything the plus side to it is it actually leaves the people that choose to have good long lasting monogamous relationships to actually do that because they choose to it's not because they have to it just means that now they can choose to do it out of their own will and yes i know hookup culture seems a lot more fun than being in a monogamous relationship is but fortunately the internet now at least is trying to balance it out with with you know a lot of couples becoming very interesting content creators but anyways that said i will leave it at that and move it on to our very last tweet of this episode the idea that there are quote unquote real men out there is icky to me men are men there are no imaginary men or fake men just do better as a collective so you don't have to fight for your life creating terms that mean nothing hmm this one's actually pretty interesting to me like the whole idea of you know men are men there's no real men there's no fake men like i can get 
where she's trying to make a point with all of this but i can actually justify why such categories exist because when you actually look at it we haven't had a lot of cultural upbringing at least a lot of us in the modern era right now don't have a lot of the cultural upbringing where we're taught on how to act as men how we're supposed to behave as men so a lot of us end up picking up what is supposed to be a real man or what makes a good man or what makes this kind of man from you know the forces that are around us so whether it's environmental whether it's what we watch what we hear who we listen to and so on and so forth we will pick up one thing or another now obviously whenever you'll hear people talking about oh you know real men this real men that it's essentially what the man is supposed to do what the man is supposed to be but the truth of it is that in and of itself is never the same across the board yes there are some things that will remain so you know things like being respectful you know things like like being resourceful and shit like that like there's a there's a couple of things that will be standard across the board but a lot of times things will shift which is why you'll hear a lot of women will be making statements like oh you know real men do this real men do that just the same way us guys will say real women do this real women do that because we expect a certain kind of caliber of people that we refer to as real because the rest who do not match up to it and try to call themselves men sort of besmirch the name and the ideal of what it is to be a man and of course what we will do to counteract that is say that that is not a real man that is a boy or that is not an alpha male that is a beta like that's where these categories will come from and because we do not have a fully set line where what makes a real man what doesn't make a real man exist and we are left trying to show what a real man is supposed to do what an alpha male is supposed to do we will be left continuously trying to show what separates the wheat from the chaff that's why we will continue saying that there's boys and then there's men you know there's real men and then there's fake men and you know there's alpha males and then there's betas or there's sigmas like we'll have those categories just because we want to show what the best version of what a man is supposed to be or what the ideal of an alpha of a man is supposed to be kind of be there so that it doesn't get corrupted by a lot of these other examples of people who aren't living up to that particular standard or ideal although then again maybe men are men and maybe the only thing that makes men you know besides things like circumcision is the fact that they cross the age of 18 years i don't know maybe i'm wrong about it so i want your thoughts on this the dms are open on twitter it is at bagaka the d which happens to be my personal twitter handle on facebook and on instagram it is at break time on west side the dms are always open there as well thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening through castbox feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly plus if you are using an app that allows for ratings and or reviews please feel free to drop a rating and or review i will highly appreciate it and i will catch you guys on the next break.